Well, hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 27, and I am really, really excited to share this with you today because it's another interview I recently did with another Amazon seller. And it's a great story because I know a lot of you out there are struggling with, you know, a product and how to get, you know, inventory when you don't have that much money up front to spend for the inventory or any of that stuff. And uh, this here proves that you don't need a lot of money to get started and you can start slow. You know, I always say that, yeah, you should, you know, start with as much as you can afford because it's going to speed things up. And that's exactly the case here as well. But With this Amazon seller, you're going to see that did not hold him back. He started with one, and then he went to five, and then he went to 10, and then he went to 25, and now he's up to ordering over 140. Now, this is a bigger item, and we're going to talk about all of the the details in this, but he actually did over $6,000 in one month in the past uh, 30 days, but he said if he didn't run out of inventory, he was on track to do about 13,000. So again, running out of stock, it's one of those, you know, recurring themes here that, you know, it can really hurt you, but he did this in a slower process and that's why I'm really excited to share it with you because it's really, really uh, an awesome story and I think you're going to learn a lot from this as well. Now, before we get going here, I did want to do a little house cleaning here, Uh, you know, We started a Facebook group, which has been really, really good. And the last I looked, we were up over 600, almost 700 members now. And who knows, maybe right now when you're listening to this and you go over to that page, you may see that there's over 700 now, which is great. Uh, That particular address to get there, if you haven't already uh, sent a request to join because it is by invitation or it's a request uh, where you have to ask to to join the group because it is private, it's uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash FB. F is in Frank, B is in boy for Facebook. Um, if you go over there, it usually takes a few hour, hours before I uh, actually go in and approve um, all of the requests, so just bear with me on that. Uh, I, again, I wanted to say thank you so much for all of the awesome iTunes reviews and the comments and the emails. They just keep flooding flooding in, and I just wanted to say thank you because uh, it means a lot. Like I've said before, and I'm going to say it again, I really genuinely appreciate each and every one of you that uh, connects with me or that leaves a review or that just you know goes on the Facebook group and and just keeps that conversation going. I just really wanted to say I thank you for that. I really, truly do. And like all the shows, I want to read one of the reviews that kind of really hit me, and I want to read it to you. So this review came in by A. Patters, and uh, the subject line was, For the One Percenters. I love that, by the way. Um, I never leave reviews, but Scott, you're the real deal. You have kickstarted me to really dive into the private labeling world. Every time I listen to your episodes, I get so excited about launching my first product. I'm slowly trudging through the initial steps. The information you give us in every episode is better than anything I've ever heard. I hope to keep up with the I hope you keep up with the podcast and and always keep having newbie interviews so we can learn what others did as they went through their own product launch and how they overcame obstacles. And yes, I do plan on continuing and I do plan on uh, you know continuing to give you interviews from real people like myself, you know, people that are just getting through the process. And and today's interview is going to be exactly that, uh, where you're going to see how someone went from, you know, almost nothing to now doing, you know, if they had inventory up to over $13,000 a month. So really, really good stuff. And the last thing I want to discuss here real quick is I just kind of wanted to, again, be 100% transparent with you. There's something that I've been struggling with a little bit, and it has to do a little bit with this podcast. And what it is, is, you know, 
the response has been crazy, which you all probably know, right? And it's just, I've been getting hundreds of emails and comments and, and downloads are just off the charts. Uh, I mean, just in the thousands, I mean, I think in March we're going to be doing close to 100,000 downloads, um, which is crazy, right? Um, but I've received a lot of offers as well from people either selling products and they want me to promote their products or people asking me if I would coach them or if I would create a course or if I would do group coaching or, uh, you know, a mastermind or a meetup or, or any of that stuff. And up to this point, I just didn't really know what I would want to do. Uh, you know, so I guess I'm really asking you, you know, would you want something as far as like a course or group coaching or something that I could put together for you so where you could be accountable? So you could have, you know, because I think that that's really what I always need is, you know, accountability. I need someone to give me action steps and then you know, have to come back to and report on them. And that's really how I learn the best. But what I'm really asking is, is, is this something that you think that, uh, that I should do? You know, I want, I want to put it out there. I want you to be a part of this, uh, as far as like letting me know. Um, and, and if it is, let me know, you know, go over to the, the blog at theamazingseller.com and, uh, just go over there and, and leave a comment either on the ask section, or you can even just, if you're already, a uh, an email subscriber over there, you can go ahead and send me a personal email. You can go on the Facebook page uh, and, and leave it there. Just let me know one way or the other. Uh, and, and then from there, I can kind of get you know an idea if this is something that I should do. Uh, because I only want to do it if you know I feel as though I can bring value, but also if I enjoy doing it. I genuinely enjoy teaching this stuff. So I just really want to know what you need. And then from there, I can uh, you know see if it's something that I could possibly deliver. So that's it. That's what I want to put out there. Again, I wanted to just be 100% transparent with you um, on what I'm thinking, okay? And the reason I'm thinking is because I've already had offers, okay? Uh, so I just wanted to put it out there. All right, so now, with that all being said and getting that out of the way, let's just dive into the uh, the interview, which I think you're going to love and you're going to learn a ton about. So let's just jump right in right here with Tayson, and uh, I'll catch you at the end of the show. Hey, everyone. I am really excited today to share another guest with you, a really cool story because I know a lot of you out there are struggling with inventory. You know, do I have a certain amount of money to start with? And you guys all know that I kind of say the more the better, but it doesn't mean that you can't get started. And Tayson Whitaker, who is my guest today, is going to share why that shouldn't be uh, an issue because he's built himself from from almost nothing to where now he's doing uh, over $6,000 in sales, in revenue for a month, but he could have did 13000 if he hadn't run out of stock, and we're going to talk about that. But anyway, welcome to the show, Tayson, and I want to I want to just say thank you for, for stopping by and sharing your story with us. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here. Yeah, awesome. So let's just dig right in. I mean, that's what we do here on the show, really, is we just kind of dig into the content. Let's just get a little bit of your backstory, and uh, you know, I think you said you started in July of 2014. Why don't you take us back to, to around that, or maybe even before that, and, and what kind of got you interested in Amazon FBA and, and all that good stuff? Yeah. So I actually graduated uh, with a finance degree in May of 2014, started working full-time with a smaller online company and they were doing about 1.5 uh, million in sales. And well, yeah. so I was kind of running some of their paid advertising, doing some work with them. And as I kind of watched their business model, I realized that some of our most effective or I don't know, the best area that I would really want to be in to get started was Amazon. And yeah. so, you know, about 40% of our sales was coming with that. 
And I just saw this, you know, FBA thing and thought it looked like a good opportunity. So I started to look for some products and found a need that I particularly had. And so I ordered one product. I liked it. I ordered three more. And I, I didn't really know what I was doing back then. I kind of learned everything the hard way. So I, I just threw up a listing in June um, with no, no professional account, no anything. Just threw my listing up there. It, was, uh, it wasn't private labeled or anything like that. And, and about a month later, I got my first sell. And so after that, um, after that first sell, I sold the other two within about two days of that. And I thought, okay, I better get some more of these. So I ordered five, you know, that's so many that'll take so long, you know, to sell out <laughs> those. So I ordered five and I get those and I put them up there and they sell within a week. So I'm like, oh man, I need 10 units. So, you know, and, and, and keep in mind every time you order, it's, it's like two, three weeks before you get another round. So, so you kept running out of stock. Yeah. So it's just constant stock out. And, and every time, for those of you that don't know on Amazon, when you stock out, you lose your sales rate. Um, yeah. it, it drops. It doesn't drop clear to you know the very bottom where you started, but it drops pretty hardcore. It'd take me from page, you know, I'd get up to page two, and then it would kick me back, you know, back into page five. So I'd, then I'd list them. It'd take a while, then they'd finally catch on. They'd sell out really quick, and then I was back in that out of stock um, boat. So I kind of continued doing that until. Uh, November, I got my first shipment of private labeled items and I have a, a really good supplier that works really well with me. I actually was able to, uh, purchase only 50 units and get them private labeled for me. Uh, keep in mind though, my, my item is an, a more expensive item. I sell it for, I sold it up to about $140, but I, I try to keep my price at 110. Wow. And so I got my first shipment in, in November. I had 50 units. I thought that would be you know, great. I, and, uh, so they, they took a little while to get started. Then all of a sudden, uh, December hit and wiped out my entire inventory like nothing. And it was, it was, you know, one of those things like, okay, well maybe I better order more and more. And so I've just built that way up till, um, now I've actually got to the point where I'm, I'm shipping my first pallet load. And how many uh, are on a pallet? I, uh, there's 120 units on this pallet, but I'm going to have to order about a pallet a month. Um, my next order after this one will be actually one pallet of this item as well as one pallet of a second item that I'll be private labeling um, as well. And are these coming from China? Yeah, yeah, okay. they're coming from Shanghai. Okay, okay. And I'm gonna. We got a lot of other stuff we got to cover to go back a little bit because I just wanted you to keep going. And uh, so, at, so at this point though, okay, you're, you're ordering. You're out of stock right now as we're speaking. We took ourselves from from June and July to where you kind of just threw a couple things up and seen what was going to happen until now you're you're thinking of ordering 100 uh, to 150 units on a pallet whichever comes on a pallet um, so you're at that point right now now out of that I'm just curious out of that because um, that's a high-end product I mean we always talk about you know going anywhere between 20 and 40 dollars but uh, that's a pretty expensive product now what's the margins on that if you don't mind me asking no that's fine um, I was sitting at about 30 percent margins and that included the, you know, the shipping to me, shipping to Amazon, everything. And then in February, there's a few changes, as everyone knows, to the, the pricing of FBA, and it dropped down to about 28%. However, now that I'm going to do pallet shipments, um, I've been able to drive that price point down quite a bit. And my margins are going to be in between about 35 and 38. Okay, that's really so. good. Now, let me ask you, before you did the pallet, how were you having them shipped? Was it air? 
Uh, yeah, it was air. It was through uh, CPAP or CPAP, and it was take, takes about 30 days to get here. Um, so they just arrived to my house in these makeshift boxes that you're always hoping they'd, ar- they'd arrive safe in. And yeah. then, uh, wow. Okay. So that's, some box. yeah, so that's, that's interesting. Um, okay. So give me an idea though, too, without giving away your product, but how big of, of a box would need for one, one of these units? Um, well, I was, I've got about a, a big boxes. I was shipping eight units in about a 36 by 18 by 18 box. Okay. Um, so they're pretty big. They take up just under a square cubic foot at Amazon's warehouse. So okay, and and Amazon. Um, and, and if people don't know, listening, um, I believe that the oversize uh, units is anything longer than eighteen inches. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I don't know if it's. I don't. My product isn't longer than eighteen inches. So I think maybe it it's the cubic the, circumference. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. So I think if it takes up 18 inches or maybe something, so I forget what it was, but I, for some reason I was looking into that myself because I was looking at a few products that were a little bit longer and uh, I think they might've been 19 inches. And I seen that even if it was 19 inches by two inches, it was still going to be an oversized package. Um, mm-hmm. So, which, which kind of concerned me, but um, so in the other, the other little issue is you're only allowed 500 units in stock at one time. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Okay. And I think to get that released, you have to show three months of, of growth or sales, um, that do a certain numbers and then they'll allow you to do maybe a thousand or 1500 or whatever it is. Yeah. I'll have to actually be contacting them after this first pallet shipment to get that. But right now, yeah, mine's still set at 500. It hasn't been raised. So, okay. So, okay. Now let's just, okay. So right now, so you did about, uh, I think you said $6,300 in revenue, uh, in, in one month. So far this month, I've done 63, yeah. Okay. And I ran out of my main product on the 9th of this month. So, you know, about 80, about 70% of that uh, amount came in the first nine days. Okay. Oh, wow. So if you had, if you had the stock, you'd be probably still selling daily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was averaging, what was it? Three, three or more sales a day. I was, like I say, I was on pace for about a $13,000 month, but there was no way I had enough inventory to fulfill that. Right. And then like you said, now, once you get the stock in, what's your process other than just resupplying the inventory? Is there anything you do to give it a spike? Do you run any pay-per-click? Do you do anything at all? Okay. Uh, well, well, that's kind of an interesting, there's two things that I've seen that have really affected it. Um, when I very first started, I was like, okay, the, well, the reviews will just come by themselves. And so I actually didn't push reviews. I had sold over 80 units and didn't have a single review on my wow. uh, list. <laughs> I was, uh, I did convert in December to a paid or like a paid platform, which is professional account, 40 bucks a month sure. and started to run some, some pay-per-click I, that wasn't foreign to me, um, uh, just cause I do a lot of AdWords and stuff like that, sure. um, at my current job. So I converted and started to run some promos and things and that, that helped, um, a little bit, but really I, uh, I started to push reviews and I got a video review. Um, I, I gave a, an item to a guy and he did a video review for me and literally that, that took my sales and times them by about, about two or three, uh, just, just one video review. So right now on my product, I'm still only sitting at six reviews and that's the product problem I've had is I've, I've constantly sold more than I had inventory for. 
So I never wanted to give my product away. It's an expensive product. Why sure. would I give it away if I can sell it at full price? So um, hopefully now that I'm getting you know a pallet full of these at a time, I'll be able to really start pushing um, the reviews. But as far as the pay-per-click goes, I have let Amazon just kind of fully control that. I'm still gathering a little bit of data, kind of like uh, you suggest. But sure. really, I'll set my budget at like three bucks a day, and that gives me plenty of exposure. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great, isn't it? Three dollars, and you get yourself some exposure. I mean, so anyone listening to this, you don't have to have a huge budget for Amazon pay per click uh, to get started. I mean, you can start with three bucks. Uh, I mean, I usually start with you know five, ten bucks on an auto campaign. But like you said, you almost don't even want to push it too much because you're going to run out of stock. You almost need to pace yourself. Uh, and I think you would probably agree if you could time it so you could, you know, almost like get those steady sales, but then have enough stock to keep those steady sales because it's going to, it's going to kind of take away from when you run out of stock to when you get back in stock, you lose that little bit of time in between. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back a little bit now. Cause I mean, I know a lot of people are saying like, okay, wait a minute here. You guys went way too fast and we kind of did, but I, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack here. Okay. So now how the heck do you think, I mean, I, I know you said that you, you say, well, I got this, this product that I would use, or that's a problem for me. I'm just going to go out and get it. Oh, I found it. How did that process work for you? Okay. I mean, did you already like you're, you're probably using this or you needed it. So you, you, you noticed that it's probably a need. And then did you do some research on Amazon to see if other people were already selling it? What did you do to make your decision that I'm going to do that? And then also, how did you find it? You know, like, where did you find it? If you don't mind sharing that. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's just fine. So, um, I, I'm kind of an avid, you know, outdoor guy and, and that's kind of what my product is in. And so I, I knew the market pretty well. Um, and it was actually a pain, a pain point that I had. So I went out there on the market and I was like, you know, I can't find this item for, for less than 160, $170. And even then, uh, the next best is, is 250 plus. Like it was just this drastic, I mean, that company had clearly done their best to find a lower price. And to me, you know, I was like, well, that just seems crazy. I was like, you know, China has to have this item. Yeah, so yeah. I, <laughs> I went on to, uh, I actually used AliExpress. Um, okay. So I went on to AliExpress. I just did some searches. I, I found the most uh, ordered item, actually. So I went to just the highest ordered item in this particular industry. I uh, found a supplier that had a decent track record and I, and I placed an order thinking, well, you know, this is, this will be a test. You know, if it's, if it's good quality at all, then, then cool. If it's not, then, you know, maybe this won't be a good product for me. So I ordered two, actually three different products of the, uh, the same type of, well, same type of product, but from different companies, different types and, uh, found the one that I liked the most and just kind of started going from there. Um, but really I just, I felt like I knew that market a little bit better just because I was, it was a pain point I had. I, I was a, an avid consumer in that market. And, and if I could find anything to beat that, then, then I was ready to go. And, and I thought because, you know, I'm not a huge company, I'm using Amazon, which is one of those awesome things that, that I could beat a, a company on price because I don't have 15 employees to pay and I don't have a warehouse and I don't have all this. So I thought there was a good chance that I could find a, a product um, as long as I could find that supplier. So, 
Right. Okay. And I think it's interesting too, that you went to AliExpress, uh, which I think is great because, you know, a lot of times you can just go there. They even have it where you can just pay for it right there. You don't have to worry about wiring money or any of that stuff. They've got the shipping already calculated usually, and you can order your product and have it placed. And, you know, if you're not doing any private labeling of it, if you're just going to use the the standard or just plain uh, label, uh, you know, you can get that usually, you know, quicker because, you know, it's not a specially, you know, ordered or produced item. It's usually sitting there on a shelf and they can just ship it off, um, which I think is great because you're able to test the market a lot faster. Um, yeah. So that, that's interesting. So so uh, so you go ahead and you and place your order. How long did it take to, to get to you at that point? Yeah, well, let me let me back up and touch sure. one thing. Typically with AliExpress, uh, they have, AliExpress has some kind of a deal with shipping companies where they have a, a two-week shipping method for, for a lot of different things. So um, even now, if I need something in a hurry, my supplier will have me buy something on AliExpress and they'll change the price to $1 and they can get that shipped to me in two weeks rather than the 30 days that everything else will take. So there wow. is some kind of a deal there where they can get stuff to you a little bit quicker, even these oversized items. But uh, one, one thing I wanted to touch on while we're just talking about AliExpress is, is from my experience, even since my launching of my first product, I actually prefer AliExpress and, and here's why. Um, over Alibaba, that is. I find that most of the suppliers that are willing to work with you um, are all on AliExpress. It's almost like this instant filter. It's like any of the suppliers that are really willing to communicate and work with you are willing to ship one unit at a time. And so that, and, and AliExpress, that's the whole thing is you can buy one unit instead of buying a thousand. And so you kind of filter out these guys that are like, if you don't want to buy 500, I don't want to talk with you. Well, as in my in my place where I'm at, I didn't have you know five grand to put into this right off the bat. I just graduated college. I was just getting married, sure. and so I had you know a thousand, two thousand bucks that, and I didn't want to risk that all either on one on one product. Sure, so sure. on AliExpress, I, I feel like I filtered out a lot of suppliers that were not willing to uh, accommodate the things that I were that I was going to need. And uh, I've just had a really good experience with with using um, AliExpress and finding suppliers that are willing to communicate, work with you, um, and expand as you are able to. So, yeah, no, that's that's a great tip actually, because um, I wasn't aware of that as actually like using it as a filter, and I think that's great. And um, it's funny because I was looking at like two or three products that. I did just kind of want to test and I was thinking about not even branding them or maybe just even getting them here and, and putting them in a, a bag myself and putting a label on them quick just to kind of get them in, get them out and see what happens. Uh, but that's interesting that uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, I, I like that because you're, you're kind of dealing with people that are willing already to ship you on a lower uh, order quantity, which I think is really good. Uh, so that's a great tip. Thanks for sharing that. Um, okay. So, Okay, so you get your product and everything. The minute you get that those couple samples and stuff, you do you just go ahead and create a listing, upload them to FBA, and go, or did you fulfill them by merchant? How did you do that? <laughs> um, but the the initial products, which is um, which may have played into the fact of why they didn't sell that quickly, I was doing uh, seller fulfilled, and okay. um, it did not take me long to figure out that that was not a viable option for me. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and, and then also actually when I switched, so it was probably, it was when I was ordering units of like 10 or, or 20 or something like that, I switched and went to prime and I was, I was really scared that the, the storage fees were going to be too high and that the, all the different fees were going to be too high. Well, this is, this is what I learned, which I thought was really interesting. When I was shipping the unit myself, it would cost me typically on average 
between, you know, as low as 12, but typically in between about 14 and $16 just to ship the product plus the additional 20, 30 minutes that it took me, which sure. seems ridiculous, but it, it does. It takes like 20 minutes to, to prep and, and ship something. Well, when I started using Amazon, uh, Amazon fees obviously are, it's like 40 cents for a square foot. So for my item, keeping one there, you know, it's about less than 40 cents per month. But uh, with their fees, because it's so cheap to ship it to them, which you've mentioned before, yeah. and it's so cheap for them to ship it themselves, it cost me roughly, uh, actually cost me, I think, $14 additional for them to, for me to ship it to them and for them to fulfill it. So basically, I was sometimes saving myself money by having Amazon do it, plus my sales increased by twofold. Right, right. Yeah, and that's that's huge. Exactly. I'm glad glad you pointed that out because, A, you know, it's time, right? It's time. And in the beginning, we're willing to sacrifice a little bit of time. Uh, but if you had 10 of those to ship in a day, that'd be a lot of work. <laughs> and, and like you mentioned, you're getting a little bit of a boost because they want to fulfill it. Uh, you know, because they're going to be able to get it there quicker. They've got a better deal with the shipping. They've got people to employ. I mean, all of that, right? It all goes into the mix. So they're going to obviously uh, give a little bit of a push for the fulfilled by Amazon. And I'm glad that you recognize that and you, you brought that up because uh, people thinking, you know, well, maybe I'll just fulfill it myself and save myself a few bucks. But to me, it's not worth it. But, but that's the thing too, is I didn't save myself money. It's cheaper for me to ship it to Amazon and have them do it than for me to just ship it myself, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, oh, it, it totally does. I mean, their shipping is ridiculous how cheap it is. Yeah. It's it's like crazy, right? I mean, I'm shipping like, a, I mean, and it's not a huge box, but like 15-pound box, you know, and I'm doing it across the country. Like sometimes they'll have me ship it from New York to California, and literally a 15-pound box is like, I don't know, like six bucks. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's crazy. Well, uh, it's insane. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but yeah, so anyone listening, you know, definitely pay attention to that. And, uh, and in the beginning, look at, you know, if you only have a small budget, doesn't mean you can't start, just get started and start doing exactly what Tayson is telling us. He's, it's just basically getting started and, and getting the momentum and then starting to recognize that is this thing going to work? And like, you know, now I think if you had 200, 300 in stock, you're going to go through them. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, what's been interesting to me too, though, is is in the beginning, like I said, I, I may have had two thousand dollars, but I wasn't really willing to put it in. I was so conservative. Sure. Uh, but now that I have validated it so much, I'm actually going out and I'm either going to raise a little bit of money or I'm going to rack up a little bit of debt on a credit card because I'm so confident that I can sell these units and I and I'm sick of stocking out. So I'm actually uh, double order on some pallets, you know, before I even. As soon as one lands, I'm going to have another one close to, to shipping and things. Uh, but but I mean that's that's just me. I was really conservative at the start, and that's understandable. And I, yeah, I mean that's totally understandable. I mean anyone really is. I mean you know there's some people out there saying that they they've they've done five thousand units on their first order and make me look silly, but you know make me look like I'm very conservative. Um, but I did the same thing. You know I, I I did what I felt I could afford at the time, but then I didn't order again until the one landed, right? And then it, because mine takes about twenty five to thirty days to manufacture, and then another three days to get to me sometimes 
five. And, you know, so I got about a 30, I got to allow at least 35 days. And, uh, and I've had to do that every time. And then I'm usually upping it. So I would go from a thousand units to my next order was 1500. And then from there I went to 2000 units and, uh, who knows where I'm going to go from here. But, uh, definitely as you increase, you're going to want to start planning that because running out of stock, I've never ran out of stock yet. And I hope I don't, but I'm hearing it's a real, you know, a real mess and, uh, it can really slow things down to get it back going again. So, um, it's just a a whole nother process you're going to have to do. So, um, but I'm glad to hear how, you know, your product, you're able to, at least in a few days, get it back to where it's selling again. Um, Mm -hmm. which is, which is nice. Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit about now in the future and, you know, obviously you've got a, you've got another product too, you said that you're kind of dabbling with. Yeah. And that's, you know, I I actually didn't realize that there was any information out there, uh, regarding FBA and private sellers. I didn't realize that there's these cool little, uh, groups of people out there, like, like we're a part of and, and, uh, like with this podcast that's new. And so I, uh, I did the stupid thing where since I launched my first initial product and instead of me pushing reviews and stuff like that, I mean, I didn't have an autoresponder until like January or anything like that when I was like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. I need to really seek this. I was like, okay, well, my product's doing all right. I, I'm just going to reinvest all that money, keep making bigger and bigger orders. But in the meantime, I better find more products and <laughs> instead of just pushing this, this initial one, which uh, for those of you getting started, uh, I, I think you've hit it right on the head, Scott saying, you know, until this product hits a certain level, don't even think about another product. Well, right. for me, I have actually ordered, oh, probably six or seven different items since then and thrown them up there and some have sold and some I haven't really tried to sell. And, and I happened to stumble across this product, uh, which is very, very similar to my first product, just, just slightly different. It's the same product, but different, uh, you know, size, sure. shape type of thing. And, and, uh, so I ordered this product and, and for whatever reason it, it just took fire. So I'm like, okay, well, so I ordered 50 units of it and it's, uh, I've moved through, oh, I don't know. I think I did like 25 units last week of it. It's a, it's a lower priced unit, but it's, it's doing really well. In fact, it may pass my, my number one product line. It will probably in velocity. I don't know about in, in what it'll make me. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm kind of working on that one right now, and that will actually be with this next pallet shipment. I'm gonna, I've actually had to order, well, I will have to order 300 units of it in order for them to private label it. So right now, I'm still selling off of the just whatever brand I, I was able to find on AliExpress, and uh, so I'm kind of milking that right now. But I'll have to order 300 units of that, get it private labeled, and and I expect that to be just as good or maybe even better than my first product. So that's really cool. Now let, let me, let me understand this. So if you're just using their straight stock, let's call it right their stock item, do you still uh, use a UPC code or do you, do you use one that they have? No, I'm still creating my own listing. Okay. That's the, that's the one thing that I've realized from, uh, from my job where I work right now for an e-commerce company is, you know, you want that defensible, uh, defensible space. And so I'll create my own listing uh, in fact, there is one, maybe other company out there that's selling the same identical product. But if I jump on their ad, then it just starts that price war. And sure. so I created my own ad, I wrote better text, I put up better pictures and did that whole mix. And it's, and I charge $15 more a unit for it and they sell like crazy. So, um, I, I, you know, I do create my whole, whole 
new ad with a UPC and everything. Okay, cool. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure of that because I didn't know how that worked. But yeah, so you're still get, getting your own UPC code. So it's it's identifiable yours. Um, you know, so if you were to retail it somewhere, it's technically your product. You're just, uh, it doesn't have your label on it as of yet. But does it come with a generic label of like, you know, XYZ something? Or does it just yeah, plain? Yeah, it is labeled. It's not, it's not a generic looking model. It does come labeled with this company's logo, which it's actually a pretty big company. Um, there's a lot of their products um, being sold out of China and a lot of resellers uh, in the U.S. of this product, but no one else is, is really fighting to get that private label done. And uh, I think there's one company that did it with another product of theirs, done extremely well. They've been you know top uh, 25 bestseller in, in this particular little niche. And just kind of funny, people aren't really willing to, to order, I guess, the enough quantity to private label it and, and make the make more money doing it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's great. Great for you. I mean, you know, to be able to have that, uh, that insight and stuff too. So that's, uh, th- that's really cool. Um, okay. And let me just ask you one other thing now. Um, like your second product again, no launch. You didn't give away any units to get reviews going. You just kind of put it up, listed it with some keywords that you felt were in the, and that people were looking for within, you know, within that particular niche, that particular product, and then just hit publish. Is that all you did? Yeah, I and and I added one thing to that. I did run how oh, a dollar to paid advertising on it. Okay. And okay. and so that gave it some exposure. Basically it's just giving it impression shares how I look at it and and from that it I think it generated some. I also got pretty lucky off of like the initial five or ten that I had ordered. Uh someone left a review um before I was really pushing it and so I felt I was actually manually sending emails <laughs> nice. uh, and someone left a review and that was really helpful to have someone right off the bat leave a review, a five-star review. So Okay. And, and the other thing I want to ask is like, so did you look at all at like BSR ranking or any of that stuff to see if these were selling or you just kind of tested it yourself and, and then just said, yep, I sold a couple so I think I could sell yeah, these. I at, oh, sorry. I kind of cut you off no, there. No, go ahead. Um, I actually looked at the best-selling product in the industry and I said, okay, what's going on with this? And, and I just kind of looked at it and different products and I said, okay, obviously there's a demand for this style of this product. And so I said, okay, I need to find my own style of the same product. And, you know, and the, and the idea is to roll out a whole line of my own, uh, of my own brand and things. Sure. So I went and I found uh, the same type of style of product. I, I did what others have, have mentioned and tried to find a product that was actually better than, than the best selling one with as far as features and quality and and I feel like I probably was able to do that and so so yeah I, I really did look at the best sellers I saw what was being purchased like crazy on Amazon and said okay let me find a product that can that can kind of compete in that space as well as is my other product that's a little bit differentiated from that yeah but I guess my question is uh, okay, like looking at the bestseller, you know, list, I guess, but like, were you looking at like, wow, there's like 20 products that are almost identical that are selling. So I'm going to be competing with all 20 of these and they all have, you know, 300 or 500 reviews. I mean, did you take any of that into consideration, uh, as either validation or that that was going to be what you were going to be up against? Did any of that come into the mix or did you just kind of just say, well, I'm just going to see what happens and throw it up there? Yeah. So I, I knew that I probably was never going to be able to knock this product off of, of where it was. Um, about but, how many reviews did it have? Just if, if I don't, if you don't mind me asking, um, about 450, I believe. Okay, good. Okay. Space was, was pretty. 
more than that. That particular product had a thousand, right? About a thousand. The next product had about four hundred fifty. Oh, so the top uh, product had about a thousand. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then you had four fifty on your next one down below that. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and then did it progressively go down from there a little bit? Um, yeah, I did. You know, then there was quite a few around a hundred and okay. Take and those are so. pretty much the metrics I like to see myself personally. I, I I don't like to see them usually. I mean, a thousand that's that's high. I don't think that it's going to be possible for a while to knock that one off. But if there's if there's demand in that top five or top seven that you think are you know they've got a hundred reviews or two hundred reviews, I think that's definitely doable. Right, you know? right. And, and like I, going back because I'm a one man band and I I can I, I don't have to pay employees. I don't have to pay warehouses. I'm direct shipping to Amazon. Uh, with these future pallets and things, I was like, you know, I'm sure that I can compete on price. Now, me, I, I really don't like to do the price war thing. And so I, I never list below my competitor's price typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, I really think I could compete in this space. There's enough demand. And, uh, you know, you get the right product. I, I think it's very possible because of I can I, I, I can always get a very good product for the uh, for the price. And that's kind of my goal is to get the best quality for the price not so much get the, the highest end or the lowest end, anything like that. Just the quality to price ratio, I try to equal out pretty well. But, but yeah, I, I, I guess I did take a little bit of a risk on that, and, and that's why I didn't order a whole lot. I didn't feel too risky about it because I knew I could liquidate them if I needed to Sure, at cost. But you know, I just kind of put them out there and, and was seeing if, if there might be a market for them. And, and uh, I guess I don't know if I got so much as lucky or if it was just uh, – just worked out, but well, I, yeah, but and, and I think though you, you know, releasing two or three, selling them, then getting another ten and selling them, and then another twenty and then selling them, I think that that progressively uh, proved validation. It wasn't just like, oh, I put it up there, I got lucky, I got a couple people to buy. You kind of validated that it, it could steadily, you know, come in at a couple a day, three a day, and at your at your, you know price point it's higher obviously so selling three of them at even you know 20 30 percent margin is pretty decent you know i mean so uh yeah i i think that's uh, that's that's interesting it's a whole nother thought process for what the way that i look at it because i don't really like the oversized thing because it's a whole nother thing like freight forwarding which we could talk a little bit about here because that's one of the main reasons why you reached out to me to ask me if i knew anybody that i could align you with for freight forwarding and i really didn't but i said hey why don't we get you on the show and uh maybe we can reach uh, others that are listening out there that have had experience with the freight forwarding thing. So maybe you want to talk a little bit about that while we're at this point. And uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about freight forwarding, what you've learned, and also uh, what you still want to accomplish uh, uh, you know, in, in the future to make it easier for you to order uh, larger quantities, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so with, with the company that I work for, we do ship in full container loads from China. It's a similar business model of what I'm doing now, but a different industry. And so I'd only seen that, you know, shipping in full containers. I knew that you could ship a pallet and things. And then as I got connected around the Amazon selling industry, I found out that people were, you know, direct shipping pallets to Amazon using freight forwarders. So I reached out to you saying, hey, I've heard of these freight forwarders that are willing to, you know, they're kind of like Amazon approved i guess they know how to ship stuff to amazon and that type of thing so uh for the past couple weeks i've been you know kind of scavenging the web trying to find um these freight forwarders that will quote unquote work with amazon and and actually what i found out is when i posted on the facebook group um was that most freight forwarders will work with you and and do the the things that you need um so i actually contacted a company called 
Shapiro. And I thought, you know, this is great. These guys will, you know, I've heard these guys a lot. They have this whole, like, I mean, they have an Amazon tab on their, their webpage and I thought they'd be great. Well, I got a quote from them and for one pallet, they were quoting me like, $1,300, And then Whoa. I was, I was just like, wow, that's, that seems really high. I was honestly expecting sub, you know, 1000. And, and so I kind of just kept reaching out, finding people and, Hey gang, I just wanted to let you know that we dropped off there for a second. So we're going to come back into the interview. Uh, and I believe we're going to pick up right where we left off. So I just wanted to let you uh, be aware that we're, we might backtrack just a little bit. So on with the show. Yeah. So, um, after getting that quote from Shapiro, I, I went ahead and looked at, at some other companies, um, recommended by some other people and they're saying, you know, it really doesn't matter if they're this Amazon affiliate or affiliated and things. They just, uh, need to be able to slap a couple labels on a box. And so I contacted this other company and they're like, yeah, you know, get it to get it just to California, it's this much money. And then I'm not even going to quote you for the rest of the way. Cause I was actually giving them the Amazon fulfillment warehouse address saying, okay, quote it to there. And this company was like, no, we're not going to quote it to there. That's ridiculous. Use Amazon. And so hmm. it just made sense to me. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that's perfect. These guys are willing to bring it into, into California. And then I simply contact Amazon, get Amazon's, you know, ridiculous shipping rates and be able to have them pick it up from this, this, uh, freight forwarder and deliver it to themselves in uh, Tennessee. So, okay. So what I found out basically is that that you know try to find a company that is willing to to let you do that to one utilize Amazon's shipping rates, um, but two don't be so worried that they don't know how to work with Amazon or whatever. Um, what you should really be, I mean, it's really pretty easy. They just have to slap you know four labels on the side as long as you have your supplier package it right. Exactly. Yeah, it's the same difference. It's just what you're really doing in essence is just getting it here in the states, and it's going to basically be held almost at a at a at a warehouse. Let's call it, and, and then Amazon will come and, and grab it from there. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're basically just trying to get it here to a warehouse, and that freight forwarder is going to handle it up to that point. Up to that point, it's going to reside there until the freight forward or until the uh, Amazon uh, picks it up and brings it over from their shipping. So you, you are going to be paying shipping then from China to to wherever the freight forwarding company is going to to send it, and then you're going to pay the freight forwarding company to do all that logistics, and then from there you're going to pay the fee as you would if it was shipped to your house from there to Amazon. Is that correct? Um, I, th- I think it got us, I kind of got confused in there. Basically, yeah, <laughs> I'm confused I'm too. <laughs> I'm actually not having this item shipped to me at all. Okay. Um, I'm direct shipping it to Amazon, uh, which is also one of the reasons my margins will go up. Uh, okay. That, but. okay. So you are doing one shot then it's not, it's not going to go from China to somewhere in California where the freight forwarding company, uh, you know, resides. Uh, it's basically going to go from China all the way directly to Amazon. No. So yeah, you, you must've been right. Sorry. Okay. So it will stop in California and hopefully within like two or three days, I'll have Amazon there picking it up from okay. yep. uh, their warehouse, taking it to Amazon. Um, but I will never see the product or anything like that. So, right. I, I guess what I was trying to point out is that you are paying to get, have it sent separately. You're, you're paying a bill f- for the shipping from China to let's say California, wherever the freight forwarding company is having it sent. And then you're going to pay Amazon's fee to ship it from that place to their place. That's right. So okay. I haven't found a way to be able to get Amazon to pick it up in China yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. So, so I, I guess, that for yeah. FO, I think I'm taking, they're taking it from Shanghai, FOB Shanghai 
okay. uh, to China or to California. Okay. So I guess anyone listening, if you have any insights on this, um, we're going to post this in uh, in our uh, pot or our um, Facebook group. So what I'll do is I will leave uh, this particular thread open, and if anyone. I'm sure there will be, um, has some insights on this uh, that it has done direct shipping from China uh, to Amazon Warehouse uh, w- using a freight forwarder. Let's kind of get this resource going here in this thread so we can help Tayson, but also where we can help each other. Um, I'm personally not doing this as of right now, and I'm not sure if I ever will because I don't know if I want to deal with the hassle, but there is a lot of people that want to, and like you, it's good for you because a lot of people don't want to deal with that, and if you're willing to deal with it, well, you're going to eliminate some of those people like myself that's going to not want to go after the oversized items. Uh, So you know, it definitely does shrink down your competition, I think, in in a sense, um, which is good. Um, So yeah, anyone listening uh, that wants to do that, please do, and we can create a nice little resource section here and everyone can learn together on this. And, uh, and I think you're going to be also doing a little bit more research here and there. So, uh, you can always update, update us in that thread as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'll, I think I've picked the supplier this round, but I'm really hoping to establish a, a good relationship with the supplier or and, a first order they're going forth. So, and any, what's any the, yeah, what's the, if you don't mind me asking, what's the cost then like you, that you're happy with with a freight forwarder, not even counting the shipping, forget the shipping for a second. Cause the freight forwarder is a separate bill, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what, what is it roughly like? I mean, I know it's going to depend on weight and it's going to depend on size, but I mean, what can someone kind of think? Like if you're doing like a hundred units, like you're saying you're using a pallet, what, what's it generally going to cost roughly? Yeah. So, um, with my product, I basically am going to have it as big as Amazon allows, which is about six feet tall. 48 inches long and 40 wide, uh, weighs about 400, 500 pounds, maybe. And the price to get it from Shanghai to, uh, California is going to be just under a thousand dollars. It'll be actually, I'm hoping to get it right around 900. And then, um, and that's going to be paying for duties and, you know, leveraging their bond and all that, you know, mix in between, uh, for, but that's for one pallet. And then, you know, there's the Amazon fee on top. So I'm really hoping to get it to Amazon for about 1100. Now that being said too, uh, from what I heard from most of these freight porters as well is shipping one pallet is much more pricey than shipping two. uh, that type okay. of thing. Cause you have one time costs that could be spread over two pallets, but instead it's just for the one pallet. Oh, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, okay. So you're saying like, let's just call it 1100 bucks. You're hoping that that's going to cover your freight forwarder. That's going to cover your shipping costs. And that's going to cover customs and duty fees and all that stuff. You're talking 1100 bucks is what you're hoping it's going to be. Um, now, if you did two pallets, like you said, that might only go up to 1500 bucks, let's say, you know what I mean? And, and then you yeah. get that other pallet. I'm just throwing a number out there, but I'm just saying it's probably going to lessen because you've already paid those one-time fees in a sense. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. That's some really good insight though. I mean, it actually opens my mind up to it a little bit because I had no idea how it worked. And, uh, and yeah. now listening to you uh, explain it, it makes sense. Um, and uh, it, it does make sense to do more than one pallet if you can too as well. So um, very interesting. I'm going to be curious to see how that goes. You'll have to keep us posted on the progress of that, um, how seamlessly it goes. Um, because I know the freight forwarder is going to be a, a critical point in that because if they're a good freight forwarder, they're going to be able to take care of everything and just saying, okay, it's done. There it is. You know? Um, yeah. and I think that's huge. Yeah. I, I think a freight forwarder is, is definitely worth their weight in gold. I, I picked up a book like, uh, it's probably four years ago now called, you know, importing for dummies, one of those books. And 
I read the whole thing and by the end I was just more confused, but using a freight forwarder, uh, it seems very streamlined. And so the better relationship I can get established there, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually pretty comfortable with it. So cool. Cool. That's awesome. All right. Well, you know what? I think that's going to wrap it up, but it, let me just ask you this. Um, so moving forward for you, is it about taking this product and trying to get it to where you can max it out sort of say, you know, like where you can get it to a certain number where you can sell comfortably, steadily, and keep the inventory in stock before you start, you know, branching out with other products. I know you kind of already did, um, but what is going to be your main focus moving forward? Okay, so I, I'm an entrepreneur, and so my focus every day is I want to quit my job. <laughs> okay, okay. And and the quickest way for me to do that is to basically get enough working capital in the business that I don't have to reinvest everything. And with the two product lines that that I'm going to be launching. Well, the one, you know, is, is going to get me really close. The second will definitely help. I think I could almost do it all off of one pretty easily. But, but yeah, I'm basically going to take these two products. I'm going to push them and I'm probably not going to add anything else into the mix until I get to 20,000 a month in sales or so. Uh, and then I'll probably quit my job and, and be able to focus more mainstream. But, but yeah, you know, after listening to you, it, it really opened up my eyes that. Uh, to think that I had capped out or anything like that where I was at was was just ludicrous. There's so much opportunity on Amazon. I'm coming into the best season of the year for, for my products. From now until uh, December will be a really great season for my products. And so uh, mainly I'm just going to be pushing those products and trying to get to the point where um, I feel comfortable going part-time or, or fully quitting my job. Yeah, no, that's that's really good, and I think you're you're onto it too with the, the the focus, right? I mean, focusing on that, and I'm I'm guessing here, and I'm assuming that you're pretty much focusing on one brand a, as well right now. We're not like you're not thinking about doing this and then over here going into the beauty line. Uh, you know, you're 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 staying within that brand as of right now, and then possibly, I guess, in the future, you could always do that. Is that correct? That's correct, and honestly, with my brand, I plan on adding. Uh, quite a few products. Um, it's, it's a very, it's kind of a broad brand which covers a whole, whole sector. So I, I hope to really build out the brand, um, very long term. And then when I quit my job, I'll probably start building the website for it. So nice. Okay. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, Hey, I, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your, uh, out of your night to do this. I know we had a little rough start there, uh, <laughs> trying to get everything hooked up with Skype and, and all that. And we had one dropout, but Hey, you know what? It, this is live. That's, that's fine. Uh, but I, I really want to, uh, you know, thank you for coming on. I know people are going to enjoy this. They always love, and I always love just hearing from real people that aren't, you know, doing a million dollars a month right now. I mean, come on. I mean, you and I both know, I mean, we'd be happy with, you know, 20, $30,000 a month steadily and building a brand in the same time and then building out, you know, onto different channels. Uh, we would be happy with that. And I think a lot of people would, when you start hearing about the million dollar months and all that stuff, it just gets a little bit, you know, out there and we can't really relate to it as well. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I think you and I, you know, we're, we're relatable. And I think the audience that's listening right now is relatable to us. And, and that's really what drives me. That's what drives you. And I think that's what really can get people motivated here. So any last words you want to you know, give people just starting? I mean, if, if you have a buddy that comes over and says, hey, what do you think I should do? What's the first thing that you, that you think someone should do that's you know, just getting started in this mix? Um, I would probably say do a little research and just, just get started. Um, let, you know, in one of the last episodes that I listened to from from this podcast, uh, you're talking with with one of your uh, featured featured guys, and and you're just talking, you know, just, just get started, just get started, just get started. Well, 
well, I guess my, my message would be with all express, there's no reason not to get started, you know, with, with a few items even, and, uh, you'll build your confidence to be able to make a little money on the way and reinvest that. Uh, but you know, you, you have all the tools here. You've got, you, you can listen to the podcast and learn how to do research and, and do all that type of stuff. So my, I guess mine would just be, I talk to, to people all the time and I'm just saying, you know, you, you've done enough research, you've done enough of this, go and order five items, you know, 10 items, whatever you need to. And, and, uh, I, I don't think that you're, you're really going to be left out to dry. So. No, it's that's awesome advice, and and I think the big golden nugget here for me, even listening to this and listening to you, is is AliExpress. I mean, you know, it, it, you're so you're so right in saying that there. It's like so freaking easy. It's like you know, going out there and just going to a store and looking at the shelf and going, yeah, I'll take two of them and I'll take three of them. And I'm not I'm not saying that that's what you're going to do, but I'm saying it's that easy. You know, it, it doesn't have to be branded and packaging and and all of this complicated stuff. Just do something and. And again, in the process, you're going to learn how to do the things, right? You're going to learn how to list it. You're going to learn how to add your title and your description and your bullets and all that stuff and then tweak it along the way. Um, I think it's great. It's great advice. Uh, Okay, so hey, good luck to you. And I know we'll be in touch and we're going to definitely do a follow-up when you quit your job. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a definite, all right? It's going to be a celebration (laughs) podcast. So Hopefully sooner than later, but uh, I'm definitely rooting for you, and I, I know you're going to do it because I can just hear it in your voice. You're 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 committed, and you, you understand it, and uh, I think you're definitely going to do it. So it, it won't be long, and uh, I'll definitely be looking forward to that podcast. So you're definitely welcome back to uh, to share that um, that that magical moment. That'll be awesome. So uh, hey, thanks a lot, and um, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, good luck to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Scott. All right, man. Take care. Okay, so there you have it. What an awesome interview, huh? I mean, a lot of gold and nuggets there for you to take away, and I've taken away. And the one thing that really comes to mind for me is just being able to test a product really quickly, and by doing that, going to AliExpress and going that route because everything is done there. And I think the other big takeaway that I I picked up on was how using AliExpress can also act as a filter for suppliers that will do lower quantities, as little as one they'll ship you. Yes, the, you know, the the margins aren't going to be as good, but if you're looking to test or to to at least start building out this particular uh listing or product, it's a great way to go. So, that's a, a great tip I think there that I took away uh from this episode. So, I just wanted to say once again thanks Tayson for taking the time to uh, to share your experience and and your journey with us and I'm really looking forward to that episode where I get to have you back on when you get to quit that job. Uh that's going to wrap up this episode. I again want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen wherever you are. Uh, and I also wanted to uh, just remind you that the Facebook group is uh, is a really good place right now for you to go over and really talk to each other and uh, you know learn from each other and just pick up that conversation kind of where we started right here on the podcast. So you can go over there if you aren't already in that group and uh, you can uh, send in a request and that is uh, at uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash FB, F is in Frank, B is in boy, for Facebook, and uh, you'll uh, you'll go to that page. And if you're not already in the group, you can send a request to be approved. And uh, it usually takes I don't know three or four hours, depending on if I'm at the computer or if I'm away. So uh, just you know, hang loose on that. But again, thank you so much for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. And uh, hey, I will uh, talk to you on the next episode. And in the meantime, get out there, do the work, 
right? It's going to take a little bit of work, but do the work. And in whatever part of the business you are, if you're if you're sourcing a product or if you're doing research or if you're trying to expand your business, just do something today that's going to make your business advance to the next level. All right, take care. Talk to you in the next episode.